Hello and welcome to episode 532 of the Lee Cast Podcast. I am Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is the, uh, the one and only Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Actually, Nick, there are many of me. Oh, oh, I see. Is that how yeah. you're able to play so many ranked games? No, no, that's not it. Um, all the other me's. All the ranked games are you. <laughs> oh yeah, all the ranked okay. games are me. That's my job. Yeah, no account the, sharing. <laughs> the other the other me's are out in the world doing other stuff. I don't really keep up with them. I see. Maybe you've yeah. heard of him, Joe Biden. <laughs> oh shit no that's not me <laughs> hey uh Ooh. this week uh we have no new patrons uh probably no lead cast news since aiden is not here he'll be returning next week we've got a new patch we've got some edg skin uh reveals we've got a talia mid scope update that kind of seemingly came out of nowhere and spoiler is really really sick uh we will hear uh one more time from our fellows at uh manscaped and then we'll talk about competitive league, uh, roundtable, and close it out with mail fight. Uh, but first, Colton, how was your week? Your My six week? days, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's been pretty good. I've been playing a, a lot of games. Um, I hit Diamond in Legend of Runeterra. Hell yeah. Um, I have bounced in and out of Diamond 2 four times in solo Ooh. queue. Um, but one of those times, the first time I got up to like one game outside of D1. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to keep the climb going all the way to the top rank one. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm definitely that caliber player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I think I still need to get diamond and TFT, but then I'll have my, my little trifecta diamond going. And you'll have to start um, the Valorant grind. I have been. I've been playing some Valorant Ooh. this week. Um, okay. I'm fucking awful at the game. Um, I still... Again, coming with a lot more experience from Counter-Strike. Yeah. It's very frustrating, a lot of the things. Because, like, there are so many paths and angles that just... Mm-hmm. Depending on what character you are, you do or don't have access to. Um, so a lot of like the, the general rules I'm used to playing by don't quite apply where it's like, oh, you know, a person can peak only at like head height or higher, but there are some characters that can like jump up and like float down or there are others that can just like dash right past the angle or, you know, it's, um, or there are just like certain paths where like, oh, well, my character doesn't have a mobility skill. So mm-hmm. I can't actually walk that way. I see. That's not uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not that's for right. me. Um, but for the most part, it's just uh, issues because I'm bad and, and don't know the characters or the maps yeah. well. Um, but that's that's definitely going to be the most difficult. I think I might uh, I, I might stop myself at gold there because I, I think I can definitely hit gold in Valorant if okay. I put time into it. I don't I don't know if I can hit diamond. I am a, a I am bad at shooters. Yeah. I'm... Me too. I <laughs> I feel like um when the game first came out I was pretty excited to try it and then after 
if I'm remembering correctly, waited waited a really long time for the beta key to get in, and then ended up really not enjoying it. Um, because the the type of shooters that I enjoy are you know running guns and not the tactical like slow play um, you know shooter that is CS:GO is Valorant like that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think the running gun of it is like even less so than CS:GO, which I kind of don't mm-hmm. love. Like I, again, I I don't know the sprays yet, but. It, it seems like even with, like, SMGs, you can't run and gun, whereas in CSGO, like, that is an option. Where mm-hmm. just like, if I just want to rush the site, like, I can sprint out there, run and gun with an SMG, and maybe trade or one Or shotgun, right? Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. an SMG or a shotgun. Yeah. Um, shotgun, I mean, if you get close, is, is still a shotgun, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, more, more of that to come, but, uh, yeah, I mean, then grinding a lot of solo queue and uh am now no longer the lowest ranked player on league cast until for next now week. <laughs> until ne- well yeah i've i've gone above and below you again like three or four times yeah. at this point so and uh, i've played three games this week so hell yeah yeah i'm i sorry go ahead i guess no, it's not my week yet no that <laughs> was that was all uh that i had so i was gonna hand it off to you what are you oh, been up to you um a couple things i suppose i played three ranked games i went one and two uh, i feel like i played pretty well in all of them but things didn't go that way so that's all right not a big deal um i've played quite a bit on my smurf actually and um i think i'm just a cursed player where if you if i load into a game i must be weak-sided um because i i swear it happens like regardless of the champion i play of the role i play like the account i play on I just don't get jungle ganks and you know that kind of sucks when uh i get weak-sided like top every game because I, I try to play top on my on my smurf and i don't know just have fun with some of the characters there but that uh tends to be very frustrating um but other than that i mean it's been all right um i oh i beat elden ring this week uh, I still have a lot of like the optional bosses to do, so I yeah. Haven't... But did you use any summons ever? Because if you did, I then did. you didn't really beat Elden Ring. I did because guess what? <laughs> I don't I don't really care about that. And um, um yeah, but did I... you did you use the sorcerer class or whatever? Because if you did, then you didn't really <laughs> beat Elden Ring. <laughs> if I I did not use the sorcerer class. Um, but if I if I ever like, you know, struggle against a boss for too long or just don't have fun against a certain boss, um, like. I don't think it's a spoiler because the game's been out for what two months now, um, but there's like a duo boss towards the end of the game that everyone hates. Like I'm not gonna waste my time, you know, bashing my head against the wall trying to to beat those guys when I can just summon someone and and move on. You know, it's not like that's not a. I don't feel very skillful, you know, in that. So in that you particular so you aspect. didn't beat Elden Ring. No, I guess I'm not. Hearing. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's that <laughs> you're you're just a bad gamer who mm-hmm. shouldn't even be allowed to play games because you, you yeah, cheat. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, but I mean, it's a fantastic game. I think it's really really good uh probably game of the year and i think that's a pretty safe bet (laughs) if you're if you're into that sort of thing but um yeah it's fun i I look forward to beating some of the harder bosses the side ones are always like kind of notoriously more difficult than uh than the the main bosses um so excited uh excited for that journey where i get to be a little more infuriated about certain aspects of that um and i think that's pretty much it 
So with that, we'll get right into the show. Uh, no new patrons, like I said. Um, support us on Patreon, and we'll we'll read your name. Although next week we'll be reading um, all of our all patrons' the names. names. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, new month. I didn't get to do it last month because I was a sick boy. So I'm ready. This this yeah, week, we, next month I'm gonna get through them fast. We alternated, and there's there's a lot. There's a lot oh, yeah. of names. There's a lot um, of names. There's a lot of names. But um, yeah, a uh, little bit of Lee cast news, I guess. We're gonna put up the um, the Zed talks for this past um, uh, that that we recorded already. Uh, it is us discussing which JoJo stands slash characters we would add to. Uh, league and how we would do it spoiler it's a lot harder than we thought it was going to be it was very difficult do we do you want to just give him the full teaser and and tell him who we picked or make it all the surprise you got to pay for it yeah you got to pay for it or wait a month and then it's yeah (laughs) free anyway yeah but it's some pretty interesting characters we did not pick the same ones which surprised me uh, at the time um so yeah you can listen to that next month uh i teased this on the on on that but if you would like to to get in early uh, we're going to be playing a Jeopardy game, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I have set it all up, um, save a couple sections that just need a little bit of extra work, but uh, perhaps we even have some some guests on there that, that may be interesting to some people. Yeah, so, but yeah, you're gonna um, you're gonna give Aiden and I the answer key first so that we can. Oh, I mean, obviously, them, right? obviously, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. I, I am a lead cast boy through and through. A little a little lad. peek behind the curtain. Whenever we do Jeopardy with other people, Aiden what, gives <laughs> Nick and I all the answers. That's why we've never lost. Yeah, that's why we never lose because yeah. Aiden gives us all the answers. It's not because we actually are nerds and know a lot about this game that we've been playing for. Like, it's third it's of not because we're, we're nerds <laughs> that we've been playing this game for half of our life. And then we oh, invite we people who haven't played the game in five years. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> Couldn't be that. Anyway, that's no. about it for Leadcast yeah. news. In terms of new news, got patch 12.8 coming up. Let's do it. This is a very exciting patch, actually. It's the MSI um, patch. This is the MSI patch. This is a big patch, too. So we're not going to go super in-depth to some of the changes, um, just because they're going to be a little small. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely talk about them. Uh, so first up, Swain, the main man. This is the mid scope adjustment um, that we that we talked about earlier. Uh, definitely listen to that. I think that was two weeks ago where we talked about Swain. Um, but essentially, the real quick rundown: his passive no longer does damage. He can only pull off of his own E. Um, his Q is the same, but lower cooldown early. His W is the same, uh, but lower mana cost. His E, uh, you can recast it to pull all champions affected by the E. So I I guess it would be an AOE pull if you landed it on more than one person. Um, It uh, grants vision and its cooldown is reduced uh, by 20% during his ultimate. And his ultimate's been changed. Doesn't grant him any bonus health. Uh, It doesn't uh, double the health gained from his passive while active. Um, The active duration is based on demon power, which is a new mechanic. Uh, when he activates his ultimate, he gains 50 demon power. It decreases at an initial rate of 10 per second. After five seconds, uh, it will decrease faster at a rate of 15 per second. Swain gains 20 demon power per second while draining enemy champions. And after two seconds of uh, Demonic Ascension, he can recast it uh, for the explosion. Uh, this the, the normal explosion that we all know and love. That does not end the big suck portion of it. Uh, so 
Swain can indefinitely stay in ultimate form as long as he is hitting an enemy champion. Uh, I would say, what, once every two and a half seconds? Something like that? Something like that. Once every two seconds, two and a half seconds around there? Mm -hmm. I mean, stay in combat, keep training, and get to keep ulting. Oh, and then the explosion has a fat-ass slow attached to it. Hell yeah. So... So yeah, a whole, whole bunch of changes. It's uh, They also upped his damage uh, pretty much around the board. Yeah, I think they had to because they removed um, his passive damage, which actually was a, you know, a pretty sizable chunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think he's going to be better. I don't know if he'll be like meta strong, but I'm definitely looking forward to playing him. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. I definitely think he's going to be better. Um, I think he's going to be very reliant on the items he's able to build. Um, it's really hard to fit Rylize into an early, you know, non-brand build, non-Zyra build. Um, but w- with this new ultimate, I mean, Rylize seems like such a perfect, you know, perfect item for for the for the lad. Um, but it, I mean, it should be really exciting. It's um, it's really, really cool. I'm excited that they went so in-depth with this character because um, he is a character that I've always enjoyed playing, you know, post-rework. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking and forward to, uh, to seeing him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, like, I, I really hope that this, and it seems like that's the plan, is to make it more about his ultimate and standing in five people. Yeah. Whereas I think he had become a lot more of a burst mage land e burst or just follow up on other cc characters where it's like yeah i want to like i want to have the kenan fantasy as swain right where i just walk into the whole team with my ultimate on and they're like fuck fuck what do we do what do we do Mm -hmm. yeah Um, super disruptive just by existing yeah that Mm -hmm. sort of thing yeah um Um, up next we've got bard everyone's favorite chingle man passive damage uh, from meep scaling is increased w maximum heal increase so buffs more damage yeah. on his passive and more heal on his w buffs for him pretty exciting because uh i i really like playing bard so making him better is uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh ezreal his ultimate cooldown now scales with rank so you can shoot off a bunch of uh of ulti's late game should be pretty cool yeah um okay so it's down to 90 seconds uh okay so thirty, he gets thirty seconds. At max yeah, thirty strength. seconds nice. flat off of uh, off of his ulti. Plus the you know the Q cooldown reduction is still there. So yeah, you should be able to. I don't. I'm I'm not gonna say you're gonna be able to get off two ults during a fight because I think that's a little, um, you know, unrealistic. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it will be up for every single fight, guaranteed. Yeah, honestly, you know? I don't I don't think two ults in a fight is crazy outrageous because like. Getting 50 ability haste isn't terribly hard on Israel, so you'd be do you down. Mean, do you mean 50 cooldown reduction or or 100 ability haste? Yeah, well, well. Are you so his so 100 ability haste is is half the cooldown? Okay, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess then it would be like 100, which I, I, you probably don't get to 100 on him, but like I okay. think like 60, 70 haste, which is equivalent to like 40 some percent. 
um, right? So that's going to bring it down to like a 50 second cooldown. So it's it's definitely, I think, possible depending on the build you go. But uh, I, I the only reason I, I think no is even if you cut it in half, you still have to land, what, like 20 Qs to, to bring it down to 20 seconds? I, I, I just, guess. I don't know. I, that seems really long to me considering like fight, how, how short team fights tend to be in League mm-hmm. like currently. We'll find out. Yeah, I Fiddlesticks. Mean, hey, good. Is up next. Into oh, his... yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, w healing against champions is increased, so the percentage of healing goes up, uh, up to plus 20% at max rank, where it used to be 50, it's now 70. The healing against minions is the same. Uh, so there's a little bit better healing for fiddlesticks during team fights, which is nice. I think that that has been an issue with him is that like as the character who used to be just the drain character his drain isn't very much yeah and i think um i don't think this changes much just considering like his his playstyle is alt w for damage and then you know that's that's kind of it you're not really fighting without alt um but i mean it's definitely a nice nice change anyway um Next up is Jin. We got buffs for the jing- jingle. Uh, w root duration is increased. Damage reduction against monsters is removed. The E traps now recharge faster, and the damage reduction against monsters is removed for the first trap. So buffs for uh, Jin jungle. Interesting. Hell enough. yeah. We're bringing him back. I love myself a good Jin jungle. <laughs> a good jingle? A good jingle. I Playing Jin jungle is so fun. <laughs> Well, you're gonna you're gonna after be even like the first now. five levels because it's terrible. Well, yeah, already. of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jinx base health is down fifty. Uh, yeah, she is ridiculously strong, and she still is very strong. Uh, you know, so, again, they they didn't change her damage at all. They just made her actually a little weaker early game before you get to that crazy scary hyper carry. So I have i don't i'm not really sure how to feel about this compared to like what other people have said i feel like this is not a huge change considering that you know her her strength has never been her laning phase she's gonna have a weak laning phase um you know it's gonna it's gonna be a struggle to to try to you know survive that and that's kind of the point um is is you know survive lane get to be a strong character and you're gonna pop off if you get a kill um and i don't think that really changes from like 50 hp where i think like i don't don't know she's the same characters before just you know you have to be better about taking one auto early early game yeah i mean like i there definitely could be other nerfs that might be needed I think they probably didn't want to go too over the board before MSI because I think they still wanted her to be playable. Um, yeah, I mean, she's definitely a really fun character to watch competitively, as we will discuss later. Yeah. Um, um, but, I mean, ultimately, I think what this means is just that, like, expect to be down maybe 5 or 10 more CS at 15. Yeah. Um, but you're still an incredibly strong character with yeah, the potential that, to hyper carry. That's how I feel. Yeah, and I I went back and looked at all of her. Um, so she's been the meta eighty carry for this entire um, uh, for the for this entire season in competitive. Um, and I uh, I, I went back and looked at all of her nerfs. 
She lost uh, a little bit of damage and increased mana cost on her Q rockets um, early, and then it it scaled to the same point um, at level nine when you max it. Uh, and then she's losing the 50 HP, and it really doesn't seem like they're. They, it, it seems like they're pretty fine with with Jinx being you know popular pick ban, mm-hmm. the meta defining AD carry for for a while, as we will see with. A, another popularity carry. Wait, you mean um, you mean Jinx from Arcane? Jinx from Arcane. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, cool. <laughs> where like spoiler Zyra Zaya is getting nerfed uh, in this patch, and I personally think it's a more more harsh nerf than the Jinx nerf, um, despite Jinx being more popular. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I I do think though when we get to there, it's a much more irritating playstyle um which oh absolutely to talk absolutely. about irritating playstyle we got a great segue coming up in well, Kaisa. Hey, real quick i have a little bit of trivia colton i will give you a hint um <laughs> uh, well let me ask the question first i suppose how many characters in league of legends have a base health higher than or equal to jinx's previous base health of 610 hint it is not very many <laughs> um i'm gonna go with seven. Ooh, close there are nine characters <laughs> with a higher base health uh than um 610 higher than or equal to 610 and one of them is twitch and the rest are not marksmen uh so she had the second highest hp pool out of, of out of all the 80 carries and yeah that, very above average for the entire cast that is one thing like base stats i i feel like like obviously it, it's tough to to fix that at this point because you'd have to like do changes all around the board but there's no reason in my mind that the 80 carries should have that much base health like, do you want to know a spoiler what or a, another interesting fact i guess hmm. uh jinx before this um and probably after this too uh has i think about 200 more hp than uh than amumu does at level 18 just on base stats yeah, that that <laughs> is, is dumb. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's I I mean again like it's it's really tough to to fix that kind of stuff because then you have to like look at all of the items, all of the characters. Yeah. but like it would be yeah again right. It's probably a League of Legends two problem. But like, why don't eighty carries all have like four hundred and fifty base health? Why don't all it, tanks have like seven hundred base health? Like, yeah, it's just one of those things where tanks should be tanky and carries should probably probably be a little less tanky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're like but, they've got obviously their like armor and magic resist. And yeah, like, you don't build tank jinx, and you can't really build tank jinx. But it's mm-hmm. just it, it's insane to think that like you know jinx and twitch have more base HP than like. Garen and Gragas and Maokai. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are in the top. Eight uh, or I whatever. think Garen was. I'm not sure about the others. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. But anyway, back to really annoying playstyles. Kaisa, specifically her AP build, is being <laughs> nerfed significantly. Um, so the the one buff that they've made in these changes is that if you do decide to go AP. Um, the passive damage from applying the marks has gone up, um, but the base damage and the ratio of W is down uh, pretty significantly. It's gone from 70% down to 45 and the ultimate 
um, oh, this is a buff as well. The shield percentage it with the, for the ultimate has gone up. So not as much as I would have liked to see nerfed, honestly. Yeah, I I feel like um, I feel like Riot is really happy with with the the fact that some AD carries can build other than crit. Like you know, that's the it's not the only thing that you're shoehorned into like in previous leagues, uh, previous seasons. But at the same time, you know, then it starts to feel like okay, if you build crit, you're just worse than any other character that doesn't build crit. You know, mm-hmm. unless your character's broken, you know, like Jinx, I, I suppose. Yeah, it's just like it. It's so irritating to have a character's like entire influence happened like two screens away and like sure yeah you can dodge it like yes there is counterplay but it's just really not fun like how would you feel if like you know lux ultimate had a seven second cooldown and if you hit it it was a three second cooldown yeah yeah right like you'd just be like oh wow that's great right where it's like at least currently like Lux has to blow her entire combo on you to kill you, whereas Kaisa has to land two Ws. And she can do that in, like, a six-second window. Mm-hmm. A much shorter time frame, like, time window than, you know, anything more than a single Lux combo, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So I I would like to see it nerfed more, but this this is where it's at. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Of next, Cassidin. Yeah, uh, Q shield ratio. Sh- I'm sorry. Q shield AP ratio is increased, and E AP ratio is increased as well. Um, okay, I'm, seems I'm, all right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's not gonna really, I think, affect his early game. Well, I guess the twenty the base shield. The shield's pretty nice, but the the E doesn't. You know, it. De- you sometimes max E based on matchup. If it's something where you're not going to get any value out of, you know, putting more points. If you're playing against a Talon, for instance, you don't want a ton of points in your Q um, just because it, re- it really doesn't do anything. Um, whereas E is your primary damage source um, later in the game or, or I guess earlier in the game if you're able to get to it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if this really changes a ton. I feel like he's kind of hampered by... Um, uh, itemization at the moment where it takes a really long time for him to come, come online mm-hmm. yeah the only thing i would I, like i guess i like the direction this is going is build ap and get more shield because you have ap as opposed to build tank and still 100 to zero everything yeah which is not the cast in i want to see mm-hmm. um up next we have a character who can build tank and still 100 to zero everything mordekaiser <laughs> His bonus move speed from passive is getting a buff. Uh, instead of being 3% at all levels, it goes 3, 6, up to 9 at level 11. Uh, so he's going to have a lot more sticking power in the mid to late game. I I think this is actually a really significant buff. I think so too. I think um, I saw somewhere that this uh, the move speed nerf is what forced him out of the meta previously. Um so it's a uh, it's going to be interesting to see. We already saw him um, uh, get some play competitively this past weekend, but you know, for him to uh, for him to receive nine percent move speed, like that's a lot for a melee character whose weakness is you know is, being kited. Uh huh. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think we'll definitely see a good amount of Mordekaiser. So, I mean, I know we're already late into April, but get ready to pay your taxes, guys. True. <laughs> you're going to need some QSSs. It's not, it's not quite over. <laughs> it's not quite over. Mordekaiser's bringing tax season back. <laughs> uh, Poppy, W cooldown reduced. Ultimate um, is getting an increase to the knockup duration when you don't fully charge it. The missile speed when you do charge it, as well as the knockback distance, are increased. And you get even more cooldown, or no, you get less cooldown back if you just channel it but don't actually cast it. Mm -hmm. So uh, better W, better R, a little bit less time back if you don't actually cast it. If you, um, if you do cast it, it's a 1,000 it's a unit increase from 2,400 mm -hmm. to 3,400. Yeah. Which is crazy. You That's are so not, far. you're out of the fight. <laughs> you are not coming back. <laughs> nope. Leave and never return. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to see some Poppy. Maybe we'll get some Poppy Mordekaiser matchups that I'm excited. I, I really wish we, we did see a little bit more Poppy. I think she's not only playable, extremely good into some of the like meta mobility picks. I mean, how do you play how do you play like Camille into into Poppy, for instance, right? Like you're entirely reliant on your your Camille E to do that. Uh, to, to start the fight, you can just ground her instantly. Typically, um, they're not taking flashes anyway, so after that, they really don't have a way to get out. Um, and then, uh, you know, just knock her out of her own ultimate <laughs> when she's in it. So, I don't know. It should be interesting. We'll see. Um, next up is Sejuani. Her passive uh, timer now scales with level. So, it will, um, it will uh, come back after... Um, six seconds at max rank um at, at max level sorry uh, rather than the 12 it took previously yeah i mean i think sejuani is already very strong right now mm -hmm. this makes her slightly stronger but i don't think it's gonna be anything huge i mean great her passives up more often but generally you kind of have it at the start of the fight the fight finishes and it's over you're yeah. not like breaking out of combat for six to 12 seconds and then re-engaging yeah you really only have it once per fight because you're just fighting the entire time otherwise and then you die mm -hmm. yeah and, uh, and you you either stick on them long enough to kill them or you die yeah that's kind of sejuani at the moment yeah yeah um, um sorry go ahead oh i forgot it was your turn <laughs> yeah god i'm trying to take it not being here is just fucking me up <laughs> Soraka, W heal AP ratio decreased. So the base heal is oh the base heal is also down uh, a little bit and the ratio is mm. down a little bit. Um, you know, they don't want I think Soraka mid to be as strong. Um, you know, this is a very slight nerf to support Soraka, a little bit of a bigger nerf to mid Soraka. She's still going to be crazy and if you aren't picking or banning Soraka, I think you're doing something wrong. I think she's like interesting. Top, yeah. top three supports right now. They they cite her mid to late game healing, which is insanely high. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that's a good way to prematurely adjust it. Uh, another character I personally really like seeing competitively, Silas. His ultimate cooldown is reduced uh, by 20, then 15, then 10 seconds at max rank. So 30 second level 16 ultimate. Pretty Pretty sick. Um, I, I really like Silas, but I just hate that he can like build Everfrost and Hunter Dezirio like with just that. Yeah. That's sort <sighs> of the, the meta right now is 
build Everfrost, have additional CC in your kit, but still one hit someone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see a little little Silas. Uh, Tristana, AD growth is increased, so even more scaling for this hyperscaling carry. I think we'll probably see this in lieu of Jinx, um, uh, I, or at least I don't... considered. I don't think it really changes anything. I think it's six attack damage at max rank. I don't really know if that, you know. Yeah, I don't really I don't know if it'll be anything. enough, but yeah. I mean, I, I still think Tristana is really strong right now. And... I think she suffers a little bit like from really good in solo queue where it's a little bit harder to react to the um, like Hail of Blades level two all in versus competitive where, you know, you're okay with sacking you know, the wave to not die to Tristan and then she's kind of worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next up, Velkaz Q and W AP ratios increased. So slight, slight buffs. Uh, I think it's really cool to see them uh, buffing Velkaz cause he definitely needs it. Um, a little worried about the W AP ratio buff. Cause I don't think, um, I don't think, you know, W max, just perma wave clear Velkaz is the most fun way that that character exists. Um, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, yeah, that, that's not a, a fun play style. Yeah. Um, and I, my, my biggest issue is that like they buffed ratios and did nothing to base damages or the passive, which mm-hmm. is what I would like to see. Like I would, prefer to see even better ap ratios and like lower base damage and lower passive i really dislike the amount of damage support velkaz does just by like yeah landing q with scorch and comet god forbid you fall behind and then that's it (laughs) it's over yeah you can't get within like 1500 units of your wave but yeah still though yeah i think you know what this probably just does is make support velkaz stronger i don't know if we'll see him mid Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir base armor is increased. Small buff for him. Fuck Vladimir. Yeah. <laughs> Zaya uh, is up next. The eighty carry that we mentioned earlier. Um, her Q base damage is decreased late, and the cooldown is increased late. Um, so it, it may not seem like much compared to fifty HP, um, but you know she loses twenty damage every single cast at level nine, uh, and it it it's two seconds added as a cooldown, uh, which for your main, you, you know, your main damaging ability is absolutely insane. Um, so I, I think this probably like really, really hurts lethality Zaya. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw teams a little bit down on her, you know, in, in MSI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, again, I dislike lethality Zaya. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily the best, um, but I, I did think it was at least an interesting way to play play an eighty carry his, like that has historically you know only been crit um, versus and actually was a pretty good counter to to Jinx um, mm-hmm. at, at least in lane so yeah we'll see next we've got Zareth they're adding a quarter second to his E stun um, which I think is actually very strong. Again, it can now go up to 2.25 seconds if you hit the max rank stun. Um, it's not going to be, like, again, game-changing. I don't think we're going to see Zareth in a lot of games. But for those that do play Zareth, you know, you took a character that can already 
really carry if you're really good at him and a little bit better safety window if you're casting it to save yourself when someone's on you or a ridiculous 2.25 second stun if you get the long range one yeah i think um i think zareth is a really character uh, like a, a really good character that rewards uh fundamentals you know if you're able to manage a a, a minion wave pretty well and roam timers and and you know queue up with your with your jungler to on invades and things like that like you can probably just hard carry every single game that you play on him um but you know he does suffer from <laughs> not not the best for solo queue because you're relying a little bit on your teammates um but yeah I, I think and, and a... very vulnerable to punish from mm -hmm. a lot of the for sure. popular mids that just walk in and kill you but I do think this is a really nice, you know, little change to to bump him up a little bit. It's almost like one of the um, pseudo buffs that we've seen a little bit, um, like previously. It's just like, hey, this character exists. Uh, because I do think the extra quarter second, um, you know, to to the minimum actually is is pretty is yeah, pretty nice. The, the minimum I think is way more important. Yeah, the for fact sure. that when you know the Zed or the Talon or the Yasuo dives you having a, a, an extra quarter second to get away from them is yeah. huge. Yep. Um, or an extra quarter second for your team to follow up, like something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next in the final champion change, Zoe, Q and ultimate mana costs have been decreased. I am very glad that they didn't give her any more damage. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know we haven't seen her in a while, so I, mm. I don't mind the the changes too much. I I don't I don't mind playing against Zoe, um, but I, I know she's a frustrating character for a lot of people. So hopefully she won't be back to to stay for too long. <laughs> um, next up, stopwatch nerfs poggers. Uh, you'll no longer be able to purchase stopwatch if you already own a stopwatch item uh, that is guardian angel or Zonia's. So good. I think it's um. No more I, double I stopwatch. <laughs> no more double stopwatch. Um, it's it's really really frustrating that a six hundred gold component that you typically don't even build into another item, um, you know, at, at some point is the best item in the game. You know, late game. Uh, so not not excited for for that aspect of it. That it's still going to be really really good. Um, but I, I'm glad they've they've touched it a little bit at least. Yeah, I think that, that that is one of the most frustrating things about it is that you can just like pick it up for a 30 minute team fight. Right? You're like, oh, okay, I, I just recalled we're about to fight for soul. Like, do I get a long sword or stopwatch? Yeah. And right? not and that it, like, not that long sword should be a team fight deciding item, but I don't think stopwatch is like. I, I don't think yeah. ten people having stopwatches thirty minutes in the game is is a a healthy way for the no game and to and I'd to much exist. rather I guess be in a world where like you buy elixir in that situation yeah definitely but, like I mean, nobody buys is, elixir yeah. over stopwatch in that situation nope. yeah no um, um the mythic content overhaul is in effect you can check that out uh, to see um you know the things that are interesting to you I, I guess um adjustments to the masterwork milestones are also live piltover clash will be beginning soon. Uh, lots of bug fixes and quality of life changes and several skins. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it's too early to be yawning, Nick. Uh, several skins and chromas coming up. We've got Lunar Eclipse Aatrox and Sun Eater Kale, Lunar Eclipse Senna, Prestige Lunar Eclipse Senna. Ooh, another Prestige Senna skin. Um, 
Solar Eclipse. Every, so every Santa skin deserves a prestige edition. <laughs> Solar Eclipse, uh, Sejuanian Sivir, Gangplank the Betrayer, which is based on his Ruined King uh, uh, look, and Sea Dog Yasuo, which seems really weird and out of place compared to everything else. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It, it looks more like Master Yi to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but bit, the yeah. the other ones, I think, for the most part, look pretty sick. I I'm interested to see them in game. Sun Eater Kill looks absolutely amazing. It looks yeah. so good. Uh, and they've all got chromas as well. So, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. That's it for the patch. Uh, I guess we'll speed through the rest of the stuff since we're already pretty deep into the show. Uh, the EDG skins for them winning worlds recently have uh, been announced. It'll be Zoe, Viego, Aphelios, Graves, and Yumi. Um, they look really, really good and really, really edgy. So if that's the kind of thing you're into, uh, check it out. Um, I think they look cool. Yeah. Well, you can't spell edge without EDG. So obviously <laughs> good one. They, they need to be edgy skin. Very, very good one. Uh, and then we've got a little, uh, last little piece of news, very similar to the Swain and Olaf, uh, mid scope update. We've got a Talia mid scope update. Um, so these are not, uh, I think they're on the PBE. They are not, um, finalized. So they will, um, you know, what, what we say here isn't, isn't final. Um, but they want to, uh, as a very high level overview, uh, AOE Q is back. Q has a lower cooldown. Worked ground Q is strong. E is no longer, uh, is longer ranged and stuns dashers. Uh, and significant usability improvements on her passive W and ultimate. So she will have lower burst damage and, uh, you know, worse early roaming, um, but should have, uh, um, I don't, I don't know, more usability, uh, for some of her other abilities. Um, so real quick, um, uh, her, the move speed she gets from her early passive is down. It takes less time. Uh, I'm sorry. The passive falls off uh, in a longer amount of time, so you have a little that move speed for a little bit extra. Um, the Q, the cooldown is lowered. It is now AOE. The worked ground Q is significantly stronger. Yeah, and the damage is down. Um, so it, it's really really cool, and this is like the the most fun part. Um, it does the AOE right. The worked ground cast is a single hit boulder. Uh, it hits uh, in an AOE. It deals two times the damage, uh, including AP ratio, to the primary target and slows. Uh, and uh, the worked ground will be consumed uh, when you when you cast from it. Um, the mana cost for casting the worked ground Q is up, uh, and the worked ground um, cooldown it looks like is is lower. Um, so it looks like you can Q and then worked ground Q pretty quickly. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's really, really cool. I like that a lot. W no longer does damage. The knockup is, lo- or the uh, delay is lower. Uh, the radius is increased. E, like I said, stuns enemies that dash through them, which is really, really cool. Uh, the E has lost some damage, um, but it's got the, you know, the stun, which is really, really nice. Uh, and then they've added a leap off of the wall to her ultimate. So you uh, moving jumps off the wall, wall perpendicular to the direction of travel. Um, so very, very cool. I'm sorry. No, moving causes Talia to dash to the location she clipped. She clicked um, up to the max dash range. 
So really, really cool. I like these changes a lot for Talia. I think they're in a, in a good direction. I'm a little bit worried about where her damage is going to come from. That uh, that Q, that worked around Q must hit really, really hard for it to to, to make up for <laughs> losing damage on every ability except for Q2. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, so the AoE, right, like increases her damage potentially times five if you're bundled i suppose um, so yeah i forgot about that so like that and then the fact that it deals double damage on worked ground as well as like slow more reliable i, I think she'll be still very good um i hope to see her in the mid lane not in the jungle but that's just me and how i think tilia should be played i mean at this point we should just be happy to see her right <laughs> i think that's the that's the goal is just to to get her playable yeah so yeah, that's it for the new news. Sorry, it was a bit long. Um, we have no new stories. So if you uh, want to leave us a review, we will read it. Uh, I know we had a review. Um, Aiden is gone. And I, I don't know how to to look that up without, you know, off the top of my head. Um, so I promise that we'll get all the reviews that were left soon. Yeah. Um on to our uh, our little ad read from our boys at manscaped attention to all my college comrades the summer sun is just around the corner and you know what that means the water gets warmer the skin gets darker and the hair gets pubier luckily our friends at manscaped are here to make that summer bod pop with their fourth generation <laughs> performance package which obviously includes their signature lawnmower 4.0 Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for shaved boy summer by going to manscaped.com where you get 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. As the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff said, it's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. Now, Nick Cooper knows a thing or two (laughs) about aphrodisiacs. He, He once told me that sex is a race and he always finishes first. And if that didn't get me going... (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it did it 100 how could it not how could it not um but there are some things you can't rush things like high quality products that you can get from manscaped they've been doing this for years now again they're on the lawnmower 4.0 that means that they've gone through four generations of improving this amazing ball trimmer it's got the flashlight so you can see all your hairs down there it's waterproof you can bring it with you in the shower you can you can bring it to tubby time. You can you know you, you can do what you got to do to get your junk extra smooth, and you can even bring it to the beach or a pool party so long as the people you're with are okay with you shaving your balls <laughs> in front of them. Which, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Well, if you're hanging out with Nick Cooper, he won't mind. Yeah, I don't mind, but yeah. <laughs> um, as well, well, I didn't know that they have this, but they uh, they have a new Shears 2.0, which is a Ooh. nail kit to tackle your gross sandal nails that you might require. Nick, are you a are you a flip-flops guy? Uh only at the beach. Only at the beach. Now, are you are you the like why like the thong style or are you like the one strap over the top of the foot? Or do you get like the full on like front and back? Sandals? Ooh, wait, I think I I think I would prefer the one strap, but I think mine are mine are Y strap at the moment. Okay. Well, interesting, interesting thoughts that have nothing to do with Manscaped, but <laughs> you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off 
and free shipping with the code LeadCast at Manscaped.com. Time to trim off those spring flowers for the summer and give your beach balls a shine with Manscaped. Um, I believe this code is expiring at the end of the month, so if you've been on the fence about this, get off the fence and get into the bathroom and shave your goddamn balls and get 20% off while you do it. Yeah, like like I've said before, this is a product that I purchased and, and loved prior to them sponsoring us. I would do it again and recommend it even without the 20% off coupon. Um, but I, I think it's 100% worth it. Like the easiest trimmer I've ever owned uh, and it makes things extremely easy. So poggers, do that. Thank you to Manscaped. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Um, let's move on to the competitive league section. Yeah, let's talk about league. Did you watch any uh, LCS? Um, I watched a clip. Of a did you watch a clip of the Penta? <laughs> I did watch a clip of a Penta okay. kill. And I read so a decent we, amount of comments about it. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of people. That's something we can actually discuss, which um, we talked about earlier in the Discord, actually. Um, so uh, the LCS finals happened this weekend. Uh, Evil Geniuses played uh, the loser final versus Team Liquid. They 3-0'd Team Liquid and uh, starred a Danny... Um, I will say two versus five because I think that's fair to Vulcan. Um, two versus five Pentakill Baron Steel uh, on on Jinx. Probably, you know, I've I've flip flopped back and forth. Um, probably the most impressive like play in terms of like context within the game as well um, of all time in North America. Uh, I I don't think it was anything like super crazy mechanically impressive like you know it wasn't a faker versus reuse ed 1v1 or anything like that um but i mean it was super super sick uh danny popped the fuck off it looked really really cool um and it led to them you know sweeping team liquid uh but we've seen a lot of people like hating on danny uh maybe hate isn't the right word um but I, I guess diminishing what he did in that game um, because of uh, of some maybe misplays from Team Liquid uh, or, you know, things that, that should be and shouldn't be um, in the game. But uh, I don't know. What do you, what did you think? Like, how do you, how did you feel about the play? I mean, it was uh, obviously a very good play. Um, I, I think at least to me, the discourse I was seeing was, primarily about liquid's jungler and people flaming him for missing the smite um yeah so, so i if, guess that's if, a separate discourse yeah yeah so i would i'd say i guess just to, to start off the whole conversation for those of you who haven't seen it look up the clip but the a brief description is um team liquid is taking baron i believe um everyone except for Danny on Jinx and his support Vulcan was Vulcan on on Tom Kench on Tom Kench. So those are the last two up. They're taking Baron at you know roughly half HP. Most of Team Liquid. Danny comes up, steals the Baron with an auto attack, and then gets excited. <laughs> gets excited and gets a pentakill. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 conversation that I had seen around it was primarily around the fact that you know. Jinx walked up and stole Baron with an auto attack, which obviously does less damage than the 900 true damage smite. Um, reason being that the smite happened exact moment that the max HP ticked up at the minute. So when he smited, it was sub 900. 
when the animation finished, its base health was like 250 mm -hmm. higher, and then the auto attack went through. Um, which, you know, you could still make the argument that like, oh, well, he could have waited till it was at 600. Um, but I, I think that that's kind of nonsense. Like, you know, he, he did basically a frame perfect smite. It just happened to be at the exact frame that the, the health went up. Um, yeah. I, this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this happened previously in the LCS a long, long time ago. And I thought that they made it so Baron couldn't level up or regen in combat, but I guess it's just like it's just at the new minute, and th and that's how they 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 fixed it, I, so to speak. I guess I know that a lot of people were bringing up um, a game, like I think it was a LMS game. Yeah, from, that, it was a while ago. There was a, a a more you know big ticket game, and another one where something similar had happened. You know, I I definitely think that if it's now happened twice in, in big events and like drastically affected the outcome of the game, I, I don't think that it is a fun mechanic. I don't think it's a beneficial mechanic. Like, I, I don't think there's any reason to not change it. And it, and it doesn't work that way in wild rift, which mm -hmm. generally is accepted as we fixed all of the dumb things that we put into league of legends in wild rift. Um, where if it's in combat, the level up waits until it's out of combat to go. Mm -hmm. um, so I would like to see that. As for, you know, any diminishment of Danny and his accomplishments, I can't really speak to. I mean, it was a it was a really good play. As far as I know, he's a very, very good AD carry. And as much as people want to say, like, you know, you only popped off because X team made a bunch of mistakes. It's like, well, yes. That is how professional League of Legends works, is you punish your opponent's mistakes. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I think um, I don't want to call anyone out, so I won't say any names, but um, the, the uh, idea was spouted in the Discord that um, not that Danny's a, a bad player, because that was made clear it was not this person's intentions, um, but that it was a boring penta. Because uh, uh, um, several people had said, you know, had the thought process that like, oh, you know, I could get that if I stole it with Baron, you know, in that scenario. And I think that's just a, a like a really not, I don't know, fun way to to think about League. And sort of the thing that I don't know if you remember the Azale tweet about like negativity in mm -hmm. competitive League. And I, I think that's a really good example. Like here is a 17 year old in his second split, his first like you know, deep, deep playoff run, you know, with the potential to beat the best team in the LCS in the regular season to secure a spot in finals. And he makes the biggest play of his entire life, you know, and it's time to, to, to say, you know, Oh, it was just, it was just team liquid trolling or, you know, I could do that. Like, or, you know, it was pretty yeah. boring. I, like, I, I just don't agree with that. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a really healthy way to to view the scene as a whole. Yeah, and I I, I don't I do not like that line of reasoning. I mean, like, if you want to rate a play, I guess based on its entertainment value, that's that's a totally different question, and I don't think that it's really uh, a relevant question in ninety nine percent of contexts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I I don't you know I don't want ultra boring games, but I don't care 
if a player is obscenely good because they're you know and and they're not playing like fun stuff yeah um right like to jump back to worlds what two three years ago with like i'm gonna play scion mid every game and like just tanks mid nautilus mid it's like yeah it's not really that fun but it wins games and that's ultimately what they're there for um yeah i I don't know like it was and then the comment of like well i could have done that if i had stolen the baron and gotten excited it's like yeah but you couldn't have had those items against that caliber of ad carry at that point in the game Mm -hmm. and you probably wouldn't have had the balls to go up and steal that baron and you probably you like would have used your ultimate and maybe gotten two kills like uh, i don't know (laughs) it's it's yeah uh, uh yeah yeah, I mean, I I feel the same way. I think um, I don't know. It's really exciting. I uh, I enjoyed it. It it was a fun series. Um, Danny popped off. Uh, and yeah, then congrats to him. finals finals happened where um, Evil Geniuses played One Hundred Thieves and Evil Geniuses three would uh, We've seen this one before over in EU, um, but it was uh, it was a pretty exciting series. Well. It was a series I personally don't think it was terribly exciting. Uh, in hindsight, I think it was. I think it is very exciting that Evil Geniuses won, and we got to crown a what the sixth org, I believe, in LCS history, um, uh, as as you know, split champions. Uh, but I think the series itself was was not the most entertaining. But that is is not to say anything you know, negative about evil geniuses. They played so well that the series was a stomp in, in one that was not, you know, a, a three, two banger that I w- wanted to see, you know? So I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's it for LCS. Um, that's over. Evil geniuses will be attending MSI, which will begin May 10th, 2022. Uh, we have two little pieces of news. Uh, China is having some COVID issues. They're the the LPL team, um, so they will be remote playing uh, from either the broadcast studio or their team house. Uh, and all teams will be playing as close to thirty five uh, ping as possible. Um, so there's no uh, like L- uh, LAN advantage. Everyone's going to be um, be playing at that level. Uh, as well as Shocks will not be attending MSI. She will instead be staying in her home country hosting uh, a CSGO tournament. Uh, a CSGO major, sorry. I think I feel like tournament is a uh, a, a downplay of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I mean, a major is definitely a, a larger scope yeah. <laughs> event. Um, and I, I think, like, good on her for choosing whatever event she feels is best for her. I would have loved to see her at MSI, but you know that's up to her. And you know, if if Riot's offer wasn't as competitive, or she just wanted to stay in her home country, I had no idea the situation around it. But you know, unfortunate that we won't get shocks at MSI, but I'm sure we'll still get some great content there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw the like nine minute rant of LS talking about why everyone playing on 35 MS is bad. I did not. Um, so the, the general gist of it is that the vast majority of players in competitive leagues are used to playing on land for competitive or like sub 10 ping 
when they're playing like scrims mm-hmm. um right like all of the teams are in la playing on the you know la server with like five ping um you know the same thing in europe in, in korea i don't even think i think it's seven i, I think yeah seven is like something the, like that it's really really low the highest ping gets um mm-hmm. and, and so all of these players are used to playing on you know let's say five to ten ping which moving up to this now means that like you're gonna have to time things differently you know certain combos or reactions might not be possible whereas chinese players specifically are used to that level of ping um, because a lot of times they will be playing and grinding and scrimming on korean servers where they're gonna have like 30 to 40 if not a little bit more ping um so they they basically like in a way get a home field advantage where they're used to playing on 35 ping whereas everyone else in the tournament is used to playing on like five to ten yeah um now it is not a crazy difference it is significant um you know if you watch ls's video he like shows an example of what the difference is and it it is very minor um you know I, i think he was playing it up a little bit but it, I it, think so too. But it's I, I feel like it's hard for us to have any experience with that when we've only played on I don't know like maybe somewhere between eighty and forty for our entire league career, right? Mm-hmm. Although yeah. I guess you were you were in Chicago when the servers got moved there, right? So it's probably lower for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I've played as low as, like, 20 ping. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a professional player, and I, I can't really speak to the difference between playing on 0 ping, 5 yeah. ping, or 30 ping. Um, again, you know, I'm. It, it is noticeable, and it is a factor to consider. I don't think that it's big enough to make everybody, you know the biggest thing for me is that it's like do you allow china to be there and make everyone play on 35 to make it fair air quotes fair <coughs> excuse me mm-hmm. or do you or do, do you, you not include china yeah do you yeah kick them out need some water bud <clears throat> yes i do you can, you're not allowed to die on this show. No, I'm I'm trying not to die. Um, or yeah, like, so do you make everyone play it at 35, giving China an advantage, a small advantage, or do you say you're not allowed to come to the tournament? Um, which, I mean, it's a very easy decision from a business standpoint because the the Chinese viewership is like 80 percent of the viewership. Yeah, it's um, a huge portion. Also, it's I mean, it's the first in person tournament in two years. You know, it's it's time for for the world to be hyped again for for League of Legends. Um, we've seen that in like in in at least NA, like it was super super cool to have the the fans back in the studio. So if if Riot can safely implement you know in person um, viewers like viewership, I think that's definitely the way to go. And excluding like you said, a huge portion of that is just not a a good idea. Yeah. So I mean, again, all in all, it is a little unfortunate yeah it gives them a incredibly small advantage but i I think it's 
the best way to deal with this issue, you know, as, as a whole. I agree. I think they handled it as, as, as best as possible. Um, would you like to move into the round table? No, because then I'll stub my toe on it. Get it? Get okay. It, so it's a, a physical table that I could, yeah. that I could run into. I got you, yeah. I'm um, so funny. <laughs> uh, we can alternate answers if you want. Sure. Last week's um, question yeah. was, if all the champions dropped into a battle royale, who would win and why? Got some answers from Discord, the first of which is from Soda. He said, Kiana hides in the grass uh, with her Q until everyone else is dead, and then just one hits the last guy from stealth. God, what an annoying place how that would be. Um, next is Rainbow Rare, who says, even though I don't think she'd end up winning the champion, I'd like to see... I, I, sorry, I'm sorry, the champion I'd see making the most immediate impact if everyone were dropped into the same general area is Alawi. Imagine opening with the ult on the drop zone, spawning almost 200 tentacles, one tapping just about every squishy, unfortunate enough not to be able to react. Of course, following the immediate sense of terror and battering of sausages is a newfound faith in our lord and savior, Kindred. So, kind of submitting two there. Mm-hmm. Um... Next answer is from iCosplayGragus. He said, if I have learned anything from solo queue, you just have to win the mental game. So I think Fiddlesticks is just going to run around throwing down effigies and scaring the ever-living shit, ever shit out of everyone and will get the win. God, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> a horror game. Yeah. God, I'm just imagining it like in the context of PUBG, which is like the only battle royal yeah, I've of course, played a lot yeah. of. And just like every fucking house you go into, you open the door and there's a fiddle in there and you like blow four shots before you release, realize it's fake. And now you're like, it, you've re like it, revealed your position. It would even be like absolutely more terrifying if, uh, if the BR that we're discussing had like a night cycle where you know you can place these effigies and then at night you know it's it's easier to see them but uh you know it's e more terrifying somehow <laughs> uh and then uh newish guy says if it were a hunger style with a large central circular item uh draw diana takes it with a single ultimate Ooh, kind of like killing everyone at once at the at the very end i suppose well, I think what she, they're saying is like, so Hunger Games style is like at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. There's the I'm big sorry, pile right. of items and stuff. So it's like, if anyone contests Diana for that, she kills them. And yeah. then she's just sitting there with like 20 items when everyone else has yeah. one. Okay. I like that. Um, last answer is from Brosif. He said, Leona presses W and just refuses to die. Easy clap. <laughs> True. That's she doesn't take funny. any damage. Yeah, but she also does no damage, so... Uh, I mean, kind of. Nah, she does infinite damage. <laughs> infinite damage. Infinite damage. Nice. Um, so that's it for this week's roundtable. The next week's roundtable, or I guess however we want to say that. Yeah, this, this week's roundtable. Yes. Uh, what champion has no bad skins? Um, I'm going to say I, I think Diana has no bad skins. I think all of her skins are fantastic. Uh, they are thematically like different from each other and um, kind of fit the character at the same time. Um, I, I really, really like Diana skins. I think her weakest one is probably like Dark Valkyrie, but even that is a is a is a pretty good looking skin with a, a draft, drastic color shift versus her her regular skin. Um, and then we've got stuff like Battle Queen, which is top tier. Sentinel is really, really good. I mean, Lunar Goddess Diana is my favorite splash art in the game. 
yeah how about you how about you colton um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna simp for my for my girl misfortune <laughs> I, I i think that the one you could argue about would be your road warrior i think that's her weakest skin i think all of her other skins are fucking fantastic i i feel like there are a couple that have lost their um their like draw for me i guess like i i feel like arcade i used to think was really really good and now i just think it's kind of okay um but i mean since then she's gotten some really really good skin captain misfortune is so sick i really really like captain misfortune uh rune misfortune is obviously really good mm-hmm. bewitching uh, I- and bewitching prestige are sick oh i forgot about those because they're not listed as like obtainable yeah I guess I'm not a fan of yeah Road Warrior. Also, not a huge fan of Cowgirl. But I I, I think um uh, you know otherwise she's got really really good skins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like she. Uh, I I wouldn't I say guess, they're bad skins. You're right. I wouldn't yeah, say they're right. Bad that skins. that that I think is the like in the nature of the question. She doesn't have any bad skins. She has a couple skins that aren't great, but they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think, you know, maybe on Diana, you're close to like what champion has all great skins. Yeah. And maybe that's what, maybe that's how I interpreted the question, but anyway, if you want to send us your answers to the question, what champion has no bad skin, um, uh, skins, you can send it to us. Uh, you can respond on Twitter. You can get into our discord in the round table chat. You can send us an email, um you can i think that that's all the places that they I can think do. so yeah twitter discord email facebook oh yeah or i don't facebook. know if aiden checks facebook <laughs> anyway your best bets to put it in the discord discord.gg slash leadcast get yeah. in there get in the roundtable channel tell people what champion you just love the skins for let's do it we're moving into zorica's mail time aka mail fight the first email is from rock mobster I think it's Daddy Zorica's mail time. You said he wasn't getting enough Daddy content. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Well, I just did twice. Okay, well, I'm not. So you can pay us more for that. That's that's extra. You're welcome, Daddy Zorica. <laughs> um, Rock Mobster writing in. I'm a gold bot uh, support. I'm sorry, major with a minor in support where I'm about a silver. I started playing more support and more specifically Rel when I saw TSM's Shenyi play her early in the split because I typically gravitate more towards scarcely played champions. Why is this champion ass? To clarify, I enjoy playing her uh, for the most part, but so much about her numbers slash kit feels so bad. Uh, wanting to hear your opinions about her, I dug up your old Zed talk where the sentiment seemed like her kit was mostly fine. At one point, she was a prevalent pro pick, but then fell off the face of the planet. What changed? She is punished so hard for missing her crash down engage. That's her W on par with a Nautilus hook into the enemy turret, except without the 50% mana and cooldown refund. She is less tanky and deals less damage than all of her counterparts that fill a similar role, often compared as a worst Leona. Her move speed is gutted when unmounted, uh, with the fantasy that she's supposed to be tanky as uh, as all hell, except she's not, and her tankiness is dependent on her autoing unique champions to stack her passive. But guess what? The attack speed is stupid slow to prevent this. This also makes clearing words feel awful, a very common thing that supports do. If you don't instantly find a word when sweeping, there's no shot you're going to have enough time to finish clearing a second one. Then there's her E, an ability that you literally don't get to use without an ally champion nearby. You can't even self-cast it. It also removes the healing from her Q uh, just to really kick you um, 
while you're down if you're by yourself. I get that as a support, your identity should be tied to playing around your teammates, but being absolutely worthless solo should really be reserved for Yumi, who is completely untargetable before that point. What would you suggest for improvements or changes to Rel? Zed talk Redux. Uh, for starters, I think increasing her attack speed would also would feel great. Her E is more nuanced uh, because supposedly the creator didn't want her to see solo lane play, but maybe let her cast it on ally turrets so she can at least have uh, some light at the end of the tunnel should she end up alone. I don't know. She probably needs a mini rework given that so much of her kit is conditional. Sorry for the length of this email, uh, which is longer than Rel can survive unmounted rock mobster. That's very funny, um, that last sentence. Yeah, I really like that. Um, You're, go ahead. I'm going to look up her, what changes. Uh, sh so she got nerfed because she was seeing a ton of pro play. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so that I think is, that they did yeah. nerf her. And then I think that just currently uh, enchanters are a lot stronger, as well as like hyper carries. So that changes like if hyper carries are better you want to have an enchanter and if enchanters are better as well then it's like definitely play a hyper carry um so th that i think is also part of it as well as the nerfs um i have very little experience playing with as or against rel but i i don't think she's terrible um i think good rels can still do very well on her um, I, I do think one thing you pointed out, which I, I'm totally on par with is, or on board with would be making her ability to clear wards better because of the way that she gets like negative attack speed, um, to stop her passive from being broken. I think if you give her too much attack speed then that's too strong, but I'd be fine with like her being able to like two hit wards, like her auto attacks count as two hits on wards. Um, I guess I guess that would be fine. I actually don't think it's a huge deal that uh, if her attack speed was that high, uh, like normal even. I'm not saying she needs like a Tristana level, Tristana Q attack mm -hmm, speed. But if you just had regular attack speed instead of like gun yeah, attack speed. I mean, 5%. Uh, so she gets 5%. She shreds 5% and gains, you know, I, I think something similar. Uh, that similar amount as like hers. And... Uh, as much as it seems like, oh, that that's holy shit, that's OP. Like, man, that's crazy. Like, oh, I guess she shreds it by ten percent. I I think, yeah, she shreds it by ten percent. Um, she gains the equal sum. Uh, but but I really don't think that that's that much. I mean, ten percent is, I don't know. If someone has five hundred armor, which is a huge amount, she gets fifty armor, which is what a warden's mill, like in a in a tiny bit extra. Um, and only for, for four seconds. So I, I actually don't think it's that crazy. I'm not really sure why they added like such a harsh penalty anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I think the, the, the only other thing I wanted to touch on was a, maybe a little bit more move speed for, you know, hitting, um, or, or, or a little bit more move speed unmounted or something that will reward you for, for hitting champions abilities, like staying in combat, Something to where, you know, maybe you could even, um, your W cooldown is twice as fast if, um, if you're, if you remain in combat with enemy champions. So that way you get, you know, more rotations of your abilities. Um, but I think the biggest issue is that she's just like, she's really weak in solo queue. Um, she has a lot of engage. She has a lot of CC, um, 
she does not have any damage. Her damage is pitiful. It's comically low how how little damage Rel does by herself. Um, and in in solo queue where like damage is king, you know we see a lot of mage supports who are picked never never picked in the LCS. I think we saw a Zyra this weekend for the first time in like half a decade probably, and she lost. Um, so I, I think that her her not having damage is fine, but. I don't think she's a bad character. She just requires a lot of coordination that solo queue doesn't really have. Yeah. The only other thing I would add is I, I, I also do agree with you that a lot of her stuff is conditional and it does feel really bad to lose half of your kit because your AD carry died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would hopefully, you know, that that is something I think they could adjust is letting her still get those benefits or be able to like cast it on minion tower or something. But I also don't think it's a terrible thing for a lot of her spells to be conditional. They're they're very powerful if you are able to land them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one of the like things that League has suffered from for a tiny bit is, you know, there are a lot of characters who do a lot of things. And uh, I think the best example for, for you, Colton, is Yone, where, you know, you don't have to hit your ultimate. You don't have to hit your your cues, you know, if you, if you miss a couple, that's fine. Your E will make up for it. Right. That's a, it's a very frustrating aspect of his kit. Definitely. And something that you've touched on before, whereas, you know, you don't really have that with Rel. She's very much a typical, like uh, earlier or, or I guess more fair designed character where her abilities are incredibly impactful, incredibly powerful there. She has more CC like AOE CC than I think any other character in the game. Um, you know, if you think about other high tar- high CC champions, you know, a lot of them have a, at least one ability that is um, uh, not a hard CC uh, like, like Rel has or is single target. And, you know, all of Rel's CC is AoE. That's, that's insane. Um, and for a character who can, you know, flash R, followed up with a W, their entire team is CC'd, followed up with an E, like that's an incredibly powerful tool. And we've seen that in a, a huge amount of times from competitive um you know where she was a staple for a long time um she got nerfed those nerfs got reverted i think she's down three base armor from from her nerfed state uh and, and some ap ratios but other than that she's the same character she was before for, you know from a quick peek at the at the wiki um so maybe that playstyle is just not for you or I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I think maybe Rel needs a little bit of help just because she's not seeing any any time, any, like any play, I guess, not any time. Um, but I, I think she has a role and she, she fulfills it and she does it well. Yeah. So uh, thank you again for the email. Mobs- Rock Mobster. Rock Mobster. Uh, next email is from Big Mike. He says, hey guys, Big Mike again. I've been playing a lot of top lane recently. I'm starting to think about how we could make it more relevant to the game. I was thinking it might be interesting to add a third neutral objective into the top lane that sits in the alcove and want to know what you Ugh. would think about this and what sort of effect you'd want that objective to have. I personally think it'd be cool to see uh, an in-lane effect, whether that would be to add different minions, like super minions, but maybe a little weaker or to make one of the lanes less playable by adding an area of effect that either does small damage over time, stows a champion, or drains mana slash gold, etc. What do you think? Uh, howdy from the south tip. Uh, or is that from Oh, that's the, from the next one. I'm sorry. 
No worries. I forgot to I forgot to bold color code them. You're good. You're um, good. Um, I, I don't think that you could add another one. Like I think they already added Rift Herald to address the you know no objective topside for twenty minutes, and I think Rift Herald has become a huge priority in competitive play. Yep. Yeah. You know, also in conjunction with tower plates letting you know rift herald be worth like 600 gold um but i i don't think putting an objective up in that alcove would be great for the game if anything if you wanted to do something like that like i think you could put a camp in both alcoves like just a neutral camp um that it's like okay if you're crushing bot lane and overextended like okay here you go you can farm like one extra camp because you're you know playing the aggressor role in lane you're vulnerable to ganks like here's your risk reward but i i don't think it's necessary by any means and would be probably very hard to balance uh okay i i don't want to step on toes so if you're i mean if you have more to say go ahead that's that's it for me until you I say think, something i think adding a neutral objective is a terrible idea in in that in that lane um i i think Specifically with top lane, it's so snowbally that I I think it's just going to lead to to the winning top laner just gets another camp right or just gets another neutral objective, um, like how you're not gonna it, it, you're not gonna be able to compete. You're, I guess you're gonna rely on your team, and I I think your team probably just forfeits that in favor of other objectives like elsewhere on the map. Um, so I I don't think that's a good way to do it, and I don't think a jungle camp. I think having a jungle camp on that like side of the map would be good, but not in, like, not in the alcove. You know, like if you wanted to put it, uh, I don't know, maybe when, maybe when like Baron or um, Harold aren't active, there's another camp there that that exists. Um, you know, in the meantime, it's sort of like a like a scuttle. You know, so where there's fighting around it, but it's not. It's not just going to rely on the the top laners just getting further and further ahead from one another. Um, that being said, I mean, uh, I think there are other ways to to sort of make top lane impactful. Um, I think the easiest way to, would be to reduce the, uh, I, I guess, the timer on unleashed teleport. Um, I want it to be offset with plates to where maybe at 12 minutes, 30 seconds or 13 minutes, something around there, you'll get unleashed teleports and you'll have a minute to make a, a, you know, a play for plates elsewhere on the map. Um, I think that could help, you know, push, push that in the right direction, I mm -hmm. guess is, is one of my thought process um, to where you get skirmishes a little bit earlier, but uh, I don't know. I think there's always just going to be a lane that, that has less, like interacts less with the game. And I think that's always going to be top lane. I think it's just the nature of like the lane, the role, the characters that go there, they're all like pretty hard to kill for the most part. Um, you know, they're all relatively mobile. I think I, you know, there are very few without mobility. Um, so I, I don't know. I, as someone who's played a lot of top lane recently, it feels really, really bad, but I, I think it primarily feels bad if you get weak sided and you don't have the support of your team Whereas that's not a role problem, that's a team problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that problem gets worse if you put an objective up there. 
I, I think so too. Oddly enough is, you know, I think the winning team is going to come up there. You're going to get impact. You, you know, you're going to see players in your lane that you want to like that you wanted, but it's not going to be the players that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with pretty much most of all of what you said. Um, the top lane feeling like an Island and feeling like you have no impact over the game. I, I feel like it's a little confirmation bias because like, there are plenty of top lane players who absolutely take over the game. Um, and you, know, I mean, you, you can do it by stomping your lane, but you can also do it by team playing better than the other top laner who thinks that top's an island and that team play doesn't matter. And like, if you look at Aiden, that's what he does, right? He, he goes even or loses lane most of the time. I think he probably like wins lane... 30% of the time goes even 40% of the time, you know, I, I, I don't know what the actual stats are, but like he, he doesn't stomp lane. What he does is he goes even in lane and then he influences the game by teleporting, being at team fights. Like you can absolutely have a huge influence. Playing or, or sacking, you know, sacking CS for, for impact, like impact throughout the map. Um, and speaking of impact, I mean, you just have to take a look at this, this weekend where impact was the MVP in, in my, in my eyes. Um, and you know, he, he got weak sided a lot. He had to play Orn you know, he's on Orn duty and he had the most influence in the game and, and absolutely popped off, had crazy solo kills, but also, you know, was down in CS and had to play a tank really well. Um, you know, down on gold and there are other ways to play it. I, 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 I don't want to see like top lane become the hard carry that, uh, you know, exists in, in other roles where I think I, I, maybe that's not a right way to phrase it. I, I think every role impacts the game equally. Um, the majority of the time, there's going to be some games where, you know, the jungle is going to be the most important. Uh, there's going to be, you know, some games where, um, um supports the most important role mid lane ad carry whatever you want to say top lane um it, it just feels bad when you lose and you do well and that exists on every single role you know it's not like if you do well on ad carry every single game you're gonna win that's you know that's not how the game has it works it's not worked that way for a while um so i i, I don't know it, it happens in top lane it happens in every role i'm not sure <laughs> sorry I feel like I'm not being very helpful this uh <laughs> this this week. Yeah, it's all right. Sometimes that's just we we just gotta hit him with the truth. Or and by the <laughs> truth we mean our opinions. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh so thank you for the email, Big Mike. Hopefully uh top lane gets better, I suppose. Yeah. Um next email is from League Saint, aka Matt, aka Jacques Lecoq Grande. Uh and he says, Howdy from the south tip of Texas, boys. It's the man with the big pet rooster, Jack Jacques Lecoq Grande. Um, oh, your name makes sense now. Uh, loving the episodes, and as always, thanks for the passionate readouts and breakdowns. Last time I mailed in, I was silver. Now I'm gold three. I wish I could log on a league more, but sadly, I only get on while my wife is at work, and I am not. I climb in rank almost every time I play. I've been playing Shivana lately in my flex teams to practice for solo duo, and I'm tearing it up, but I don't hear uh, many people talking about her. 
I started playing her after you guys mentioned the Frostfire Demonic combo. What do you guys uh, think about Shivana Jungle right now? I also wanted to ask how often you guys update the Google spreadsheet. Anyways, I'll keep going out there and serving out not the Cock Grande my enemies want, but the Cock Grande they deserve. Wish me luck, one of your many fans, League Saint. Um, I'll answer the easy part. Uh, the Google you know, spreadsheet is updated once a month towards the end of the month. Sometimes it spills over a little bit. Um, but if you check by, uh, I would say, I don't know, the seventh of every month, you know, it's, it's 100% done by then. Um, and then we'll, we'll approach it next time. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, it's meant to be a monthly review. Mm -hmm. So it'll either be done like towards the very end or a little bit after, um, yeah. again, depending on when we get to it and, you know, I, I think life. there's a little, mm -hmm difference of you know it's like okay well i'll get your the first 21 days of your month or i'll have the entirety of your month but i can't start on that until the last day of the month yeah um but regardless it's updated pretty much monthly um for those of you who are patrons at that level the five dollar um, level yeah easy uh shivana in ranked i think she's very strong right now i think she can hard carry games i think she gets incredibly tanky for someone who does that much damage Mm -hmm. um i think the uh frostfire builds i i think it's her best build right now but i prefer to go chem tank instead of frostfire i think you do more damage with it um and i think it scales a little bit faster um but I, I think she's nuts i think she's a really good hard carry the most important thing i think is to play around dragons and get dragons that's one of shivana's biggest strengths is that she can melt the dragon very quickly secure dragon control and win games that way so yeah she also sure has a huge that. bonus when whenever she is able to take a dragon uh it's actually like pretty insane how how much value she gets just from from killing one um you know and dragon soul is is 20 armor and 20 magic resistance. that's crazy that's so much um, I think her biggest problem is like realistically speaking, she's a little boring um, as a, as a champion. Uh, I think for most players, she's auto attack based. She doesn't really have a ton of, especially if you're going that build, she doesn't have a ton of burst like AP Shivana, you know, does. Uh, and then once again, she is you know entirely reliant on her team. Uh, you really need a team that that doesn't lose early. The game needs to be winnable at. Um, like by the time you hit level six uh, and, and if that is not the case, it feels very, very frustrating to play Shivana when your team is not, um, if not winning, like even at, at, at best. Um, so I, I think those are just a couple issues that, that she has. Um, yeah. But I mean, she's... I think she's really, really strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the current meta has shifted a lot more towards farm till six junglers with like nocturne becoming very strong recently um you know i, I think the xin Zhao and like graves is still really strong but like so is jarvin but yeah i get what you're saying the the ganking junglers are a little bit outdated compared to yeah they're 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 not yeah. the ones that are super prevalent in the meta right now so playing a power farm till six jungler is not as punished I, I, I think Shivana is ridiculously strong at the moment. So keep it up and get that, that elo and hey, grats on gold. Yeah. And if you want to try another build, uh, this one isn't as popular, but I think Sunfire Bork uh, is absolutely insane as a combo and probably not 
as um probably not stronger than it is on shivana so um hey give that a shot if you're getting bored yeah uh next email is from kemi leo he says hey gents just a fun question for you this week. Feel free to use it as a roundtable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh, <laughs> what champion has no bad skins? Thank you for I forgot to give you credit. you guys do. Yeah, it was yeah Kemi thanks, Leo. Kemi Leo. That was, uh, that was his roundtable question. I even I, I, I made a mental note of it while we were doing it, and then I got distracted by it. Yeah, that's why you need to make a physical note, idiot. Yeah, true. You're, you're right. Um, since that one was so short, I'll go ahead and do the next one from sure. Dippy. People often talk about how they wish the League had lower damage, like in the good old days. But at this point, it would be very difficult for Riot to simply just reduce damage uh, to get to the way things used to be. I'm wondering what you think the best simple way to get to that would be. One idea could be reducing all damage in a Callista passive type way by 10% for all characters, or maybe increasing the health of all characters by 15%. Or would it be adding 10 base armor and magic resist to everyone? Do you think that they would need to address every single champion individually? Dippy. Hmm. So, uh, go ahead. I, I think I'm going to make a spicy fucking hot take. I actually don't think damage in League was that much different than it used to be. I think people just got a lot better um, in terms of skill, in terms of itemization, uh, in terms of like actual build. Uh in terms of choices that they make during the game, you know, I'm going to finish my mythic um, or I'm, I'm going to build a component. I'm going to build warden's mail before I build a single item. Um, I, I think there's a lot of uh, variability in the game that you can't just attribute to the game used to be better, you know, and that's how people want it. Um, when the player base has changed so, so much. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's a huge factor. Um, I I would say I, I do think that damage has gone up in general. Um, oh, I, I think so too. I just don't think it, it has gone up to the degree that a lot of people, you know, make makes makes it out to be. Yeah, um, I personally would like to see damage go a little bit lower. But there really isn't a way to blanket fix that. Um, you know, I think that the closest would be just like everything does 5% less damage debuff. Mm -hmm. But that would be really sloppy and feel bad. And then they'd have to like update all of the tooltips and whatnot. Um, if they did it by changing characters' base health or by adding armor and magic resist, that's going to have uh unequal effects across the board um you know okay great everyone got 10 armor and 10 magic resist that changes the amount of damage that vein deals to you very little because mm -hmm. she's dealing true damage or you know great you got 10 armor and 10 magic resist okay so now all lethality users just got nerfed because everyone's got more armor yeah. Except for now, hyper carries are better because they really do thrive late game when they get their, you know, last whisper item. So it, it's really hard to solve that. Um, and again, it's, it's as I've said many times, a League of Legends 2 problem. I, I do think numbers are a little high for damage at the moment. I would like to see them lowered, but I don't think it's a critical game issue. It's just the nature of things. And 
you got to play around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with you. I do think numbers are probably a little too high. Um, but I think the bigger contributing factor is, is, is like player skill has just gotten so much better. If you took a a gold player from season one and you dropped him into gold now, they would lose every single game. Like it, 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 the accessibility of like how to perform ribbon combos or how to freeze a wave, you know, or or how to itemize properly. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Like that 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 skill like knowledge floor is so much higher than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's such a higher barrier to entry, I guess, uh, because of how, how knowledgeable players have become, um, yeah, the, the that, average, that I don't think existed prior. The average scale of the players has gone way up. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the, like even requirements to play a character are, are up where, you know, let's say you're a season one Riven player the the best season one riven player in the entire world would get rocked by like a a d2 riven main today Mm -hmm. i I, like it's i mean probably lower than that to be honest yeah like i i I don't know what at what breakpoint it happens yeah like i I think one of the biggest examples is like the idea of the insect leasing kick i think that's the the yeah, most no, that's a, no, that's a notorious example, example mm-hmm. of like the the insect Lee Sin kick was something that people didn't know you could do on Lee Sin until you know insect whether he was the first one to do it or he saw somebody in so like who, who knows but he it's, popularized it's it, yeah. yeah he popularized it in the professional scene but it was seen as like this is the epitome of Lee Sin play like mm-hmm. at the time now if you can't insect you shouldn't play lee sin like yeah. it is expected if you're playing lee sin like above gold if you don't know how to insect you're not a very good lee sin player in a lot of people's eyes yeah i, w- I would expect my diamond four lee sin one trick to be able to 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 insect like ward hop insect like like you know insect actually used to do mm-hmm. um in a time when yeah you, that's such a fantastic example of like that is baseline knowledge and like you were saying the absolute peak like performance on leeson you know in in what season two ish season three like around that time so uh, yeah yeah i mean that's a that's a really good discussion um thanks dippy mm-hmm. our final email is from daryl hey all daryl here a uh, long time listener but first time emailing you all uh, I'm a mid laner who floats around silver to gold most seasons and had an interesting thought come into my head. Given what we know about how weak the mental fortitude of some players can be, is there ever any value into making less favorable plays in an effort to keep teammates from tilting? Let's say, for instance, my jungler is fighting a hopeless 2v1 by the Herald and I, as the mid laner, have an opportunity for a good back timing and to put my uh, goal on the map. Is there value in rotating to the doomed fight in an effort to keeping your teammate from raging at you for not rotating to what is obviously a bad fight? Of course, this only works in a scenario where the fight is truly doomed and my intervention wouldn't uh, turn the tide. Hope you guys are having a great week, Daryl. The answer to this is absolutely, like positively, absolutely. Um, there is value to this. Uh, yes. I think it is. It is like uh, another really good example um, is I'm. You know, we've just aced the enemy team. I'm calling for the inhibitor. Colton is calling for the Baron. Everyone goes with Colton. I die at the inhibitor. Maybe the play was to was to get. Well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. 
I would like to end the game. We've just aced them. Colton wants to secure Dragon Soul. Our entire team goes to secure Dragon Soul. Uh, I die, and you know, I, I want to evaluate why that happened. Maybe the right play was to, like, in a vacuum, was to end the game. Yeah, right. So maybe, obviously maybe that's you the killed point. one Nexus Tower, and, and then they respawn, and you say, well, if all five of us had gone, you probably could have killed the Nexus. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. But because your team... Because 80% of your team decided that they were they would do something else, your play was the wrong play. So, yeah, there's absolutely, you know, if you think that you have the perfect, like, macro and um, decision-making, you, you're a perfect shot caller, you will still not win every single game of League of Legends because other people will also think that they, like, are shot calling really, really well. Um and and that like discrepancy is you know a lot of solo queue is just keeping your teammates from tilting and and mm -hmm. trying to contribute to their positive mental it, yeah that's a huge thing in solo queue and it's a very difficult thing and i think it leads to some of the most frustration in league of legends is you know having these differing opinions of where we should go what's the important thing to to fight over or whatnot um I mean, again, to answer the direct question, absolutely yes. There is a lot of value in going to a, a fight or, or engaging in some type of play that you might not think is the best play at the moment, but is going to either, you know, support your teammate or, you know, make them feel better, or get not tilted. Like, that is huge. Um, you know, it's... It, it's it feels bad when again right like you like oh well the, the best thing for me to do here is x and i have to not do that because of what they're doing um but a lot of times the downside's a lot worse if you don't react um because if they've already started making the worst play they're probably committed to it mm -hmm. and so like your option is to go to like a suboptimal play where maybe you like i don't know trade one for one and now you have a, a less than ideal base timing. But if you did nothing now, you know, they get killed and maybe lose like two jungle camps or Herald, which is like way, way, way worse. Um, it, it's a really tough measurement to make. And, you know, part of what makes decision making in League hard is doing that calculus of, you know what's the actual right play here what does my teammate think that the actual right like what does my teammate think the right play is what do i think the right play is and how do we merge all of those things so that we can do something similar and at least accomplish something and and part of the reason that i think league is such a like uh, a really fun and you know ha has a like a long life long lived game is you know there's that variability in how do you reconcile my thought process about the game with your thought process with how how we can actually mechanically play our characters is is what gives it some of the longevity but yeah i mean there there is absolutely value to to making the wrong play in an effort to to appease your teammates from hell <laughs> absolutely yeah and so. even if it's the wrong player just to play maybe you don't agree with um but mm -hmm. you know we'll we, we've said it many times you know Five people making the wrong play is better than two people making the right play. Yep.
Um, I agree. So. And I, I think that's actually like something that was um, exhibited in LCS this week where I, I don't think completely ignoring dragons in favor of some other objectives like or permanently team fighting is the right way to play the game but that's sort of what evil geniuses and 100 thieves did is you, you know if if you are able to fight you know we, we had several they had several opportunities to secure a dragon after winning a team fight but they chose to pressure the map instead whereas conventional league wisdom would say you play for soul and then you try to you know scale that way um but they they chose to play the game a different way and you know they ended up winning the the championship so i think like there is value to you know to playing unconventionally or in a way that you don't necessarily agree with um yeah and but, and but the, your teammate does the decision of like what to do in a vacuum we don't play in a vacuum everybody's not executing yeah. perfectly like at, at the highest 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 levels we get close to that and I think there have been certain times in the game with, like, the meta where we have seen, like, close to perfect League of Legends, but mm -hmm. that is so far out of reach for anyone who's not on a professional team scrimming with the same players multiple hours a day to be able to, like, enact that near perfection. And even yeah. then, right, like, it's maybe you know less than a dozen teams in history have done that and it's been for short periods of time seven of them are t1 skt yeah right <laughs> where it's like there have been times where like skt has been playing like maybe 98 percent of the way towards perfect mm -hmm. league of legends and you know you you watch some of those games and you're like oh he got his gromp stolen the game is over like that 100 gold lead it's yeah it's it's settled um mm -hmm. but that's not how the game works for every other sing like every other player playing the game. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that helps. Daryl, thank you for the email. I think it got a real good conversation going. But yeah. that does it for this week's show. So I will let you wrap things up, Nick. Are you sure? You you sounded so confident. It sounded like you wanted to take over. Nah, I'm giving it to you because now okay. now you feel like you're on the spot. <laughs> well if you want to send us an email it's mail at leadcastpodcast.com you can watch us on twitch at king Lardout, at blue basket and leadcast frost uh tweet at us at leadcast on facebook we are leadcast visit our website leadcastpodcast.com join our discord server leadcast i'm sorry discord.gg forward slash leadcast and finally support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash leadcast uh look forward to providing more content more episodes um you know to those who uh support us on 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 that platform Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.